0: Hey everyone, the demand for customer success managers is ever rising and with that we need to be a little bit more sophisticated in how we are approaching the hiring process for CSMs and I have today Guy Galone with me to share a framework on how to create different customer success managers profiles so that your hiring CSM process becomes a lot more efficient, effective, and you can get the right resources into your teams. And so if you are in the process of hiring additional customer success managers to your team or thinking about how you can improve your current hiring CSM process, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back we are going to talk about hiring csms with guy galon vp of customer success at HiSolate. welcome guy
1: hi rite thanks for having me
0: guy just before we dive into your framework and how to create profiles for csms when hiring Tell me a little bit about, you know, your current team at Isolate. How long have you been working there and what's the size of your team?
1: I've been working in Isolate for two years already. We are a team of five people that do mixed customer success and support activities. The teams are uh, customer success engineers and CSMs. Few of them have a customer success experience and few of them actually did not have and uh, were recruited based on the framework, which I, I came up with that helped me to actually find them.
0: Which brings me to the main point of this framework. The reason you created it is because the market is tough, meaning it's hard to come up with hiring only customer success managers that have a strong customer success management experience.
1: That's true. I think all CS leaders, CSMs, uh, the, the market is growing very, very fast. And customer success domain is relatively young, if we call it like that. And We all know there's a shortage of experienced people. There are great people out there, but there's a shortage of experienced customer success people. So the question is, are you going to just look for those experienced people? And also there's the payment and remuneration part of it of how much you pay them, or you can broaden your search or your definition of what you're looking for and look for people with customer success management or customer management experience and look for different profiles. Maybe they don't have a customer success in their CV, but they've had enough experience handling customers in different situations and they could be a good fit for you. I had some interesting hires. I Obviously, I need to keep things confidential, but one of them came from a government intelligence agency, but he had great project management and account management skills not as a customer success, but he was amazing fit at the time. I also had one who was a kind of a sales slash account manager at the time. Didn't handle customers in the post-sale cycle, but he was great in terms of attitude and knowing how to do difficult discussions. So he was, again, a very easily getting into customer success.
0: Tell me a little bit about you know your framework and how to create profiles for CSMs when hiring
1: this framework is actually based on just the experience that I had with uh, in isolate and in previous places. And I looked at four categories, if you want to call it, or subdomains of CSMs. One of them is the one with the project management style, program management style, those people who actually know how to plan. They understand customer requirements, they understand prioritization, time management, roles and responsibilities, risk management. This is one profile. People that handle customers in those situations, are, from my perspective, are potentially a good fit for customer success. That's one profile. The other profile is those who are more of on a consultative role, domain expertise, the trusted advisor profile, that, if you want to call it. Those people that come with industry experience, not necessarily the pure customer success, but they advise customers, they know what customer requirements are, they know how to present, they know how to understand what the business case is, what use cases are, and how to articulate value. The third profile will be what I call account management slash negotiation skills slash difficult discussion type of person. This guy or this lady that they had experience handling customer difficult situations, maybe they did some renewals in account management capacity. They are not afraid of handling difficult conversations, whether they are more of a commercial or maybe the operational, God forbid, product malfunctions and so on. And the fourth profile is what I call the data and analytics type of person person, this guy or lady that loves to look at ports, dashboards, data, and try to understand you know how their customers use the product, how they can better use the product. Maybe they have some technical skills. They know how to write code or scripts, enhance their understanding of how customers work with their product. So if you take those four profiles into consideration, you may be able to broaden your recruitment span and find those people that did a lot of customer management, maybe not They didn't mention it as customer success, but I feel, in my experience, indicates that those people definitely can get into customer success roles quite quickly.
0: You know what I love about this, these four profiles, I mean, you could have a candidate that actually has two of these strong suits, but it's like, you know, these are the core four strong suits that I'm looking for to have a wholesome team. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Exactly. So if I could find one with all four profiles, that person will be Superman or Supergirl. But in reality, as you mentioned, they will have probably two of those four, which is good fit, I think. And then the next step is to kind of create this balance in your team and find out how you can get different profiles. Moreover, it can help you and them to develop additional skills once you map what they are strong at and you know how the full framework looks like, you will be able to develop their careers even further, which I think, you know, your CSM will value very much because you're helping them to improve. Hopefully you will retain them in your team.
0: Do you also use these four core skill sets or profiles, as you call it, as your framework to develop seniority within your team?
1: Yes, but not from the the perspective of account management is senior to project management, but in the sense that, you know, you have islands of knowledge or experience in the team. So if I have someone who is very good in project management or account management, I can make them more of their experts in their domain and let them lead some training or on-the-job training and mentor even mentor some of their their colleagues and build their capabilities, not just on those domains, but build them, if you want to call it the managerial domain, so they can further develop their career. So this is how I see it. You first have these skills or expertise, but how much you are able to develop other colleagues in your team and help them improve on that, on those domains.
0: Interesting. I was kind of thinking, you know, if Another option to use this framework is to think, okay, I can bring in someone with data analysis into the team that's not as strong in project management or domain expertise or, you know, negotiating skills. But then as I look at their progression in terms of self development or professional development within my team, I'm going to provide them with coaching, mentorship, classes to develop negotiation skills so that gradually, they can have better skills in the all four all four profiles
1: yes whatever i mentioned is not a discounting or a, in contrast to having a training by the way, that's definitely a good option. At least I practice it in my teams to try and get people to help each other and train each other, especially if it's during their job. So you learn very quickly and you learn practical things. I'm not saying that formal training, you're not learning practical things, but it's maybe a good mix will be a good combination. I think this model works very well for me in smaller organization. I mean, if you look at a CS organization that will scale I think seniority, it may may eventually become a seniority thing. So you can master or be very strong in all those four domains and you gradually develop yourself within the bigger team.
0: I agree. And I think that you could say the more wholesome you are, the bigger, stronger accounts you can handle.
1: Exactly. So that's that's another option. So if there is SMBs and there are the enterprise accounts, and you did not have maybe the negotiation skill or the new experience before, but you have them now, maybe you are ready to face some new challenges with enterprise accounts, for example.
0: So maybe we can get into some tactical advice around how to hire each one of these profiles. Like when you hire a, somebody with data analysis skills, or you're looking to hire someone with data analysis skills. What kind of questions or tests do you put them through to make sure that this is a very strong core competency that they have?
1: Let's take that analysis. So the the first question that I will ask, what kind of problem or challenge did you have before that you were able to solve with data analysis? and the context of customers. This is the ultimate question. And if I get decent answers about understanding business challenge, commercial challenge, use case, something that resonates very well with requirements, then this is one part. And then understanding the technical part of what kind of tools, what kind of expertise you used to do that. If this person has some, let's say, coding skills, scripting skills, then we will put it into a test not a very difficult one, but just to see if this person actually can deliver certain scripts. And maybe I've done it at least a few times. The question is how much this person can also articulate whatever they found in terms of data analysis. So what kind of presentation skills you have. It's not mandatory. I would love to have that, but this is something that you can work on. If somebody truly understands customer challenges and how to solve them with data, have decent presentation skills, then I believe that this is definitely a good fit. So that's data analytics. How do you
0: know if a person is a good planner or executioner, as you
1: call it? First of all, the CV needs to indicate or they need to explain what kind of projects they managed what kind of implementations, software, hardware related, maybe something else, but I need to see that they understand what scope management is, how you take scope and break it down to different components, how they manage timelines, do they understand what roles and responsibilities are between a vendor and a customer and how you actually manage that throughout the time and risk management as well because, We all, as in customer-facing roles, we have to assess risks. So those kind of, let's say, project management building blocks, they need to prove solid experience to qualify themselves for the role.
0: What kind of an assignment or a task do you recommend hiring managers to give when they are hiring for that profile to just test those skills out?
1: If you are hiring for a role and your company is actually about, let's say, complicated onboarding, then I would take a use case or example example case study, maybe without customer details, but definitely something that represents a few of the challenges that you have and ask the candidate, how would you approach? Okay, so you have this solution. You have this customer who's that size. We have 10 different integrations. The timelines is six weeks or eight weeks to complete. Uh, These are the customer expectations. You got uh, this uh, set of requirements from the sales team after they completed the, the process. What's the approach? How are you going to manage that? What will be your first your activities? What kind of questions do you ask? What's missing from your perspective? And it does not have to be an assignment where they actually create a project plan, but I need to understand their line of thinking. What kind of leading questions or what kind of steps they're taking into breaking this assignment to... A clear uh, activities with timelines, understanding some risks, who they need to talk with, what kind of communication they put in place, all the project management fun stuff.
0: Yeah. I would even give them either like a role play or a presentation. So I would even either give them a, you know, present a kickoff call to us uh, as if we are the customers, or I would give them a role play of a difficult situation where a customer was accountable for delivering certain data set or something like that. So we can proceed with a either a professional services gig or an onboarding gig. And like, how do you handle if they're super late? Negotiation skills. Do you have any specific, like from your experience or domain expertise, how do you test for that? What kind of questions do you
1: ask? So negotiation skills comes together with difficult discussions. So I think the two cases where I like to test. First of all, customer requested certain feature requests, which we all agreed to deliver. However, there were other priorities that the customer is not aware of and we need to delay that. So how would you communicate and how would you engage? This is definitely a role simulation. I simulate the customer. I ask the candidate to explain to me how he or she would explain to the customer the reason for a delay. And this delay has an impact on them in terms of their expectations. And for the difficult discussions, you can take any support or critical defect scenario that was eventually fixed. We can decide how much time we were down or what kind of impact the customer had. And then you need to go back and explain the root cause analysis and what happened. And again, it could be faked, but it's it's more about how the candidate speaks and uh, communicate in this uh, situation where the other person will be a bit more edgy, if you want to call it in terms of, uh, you know, that was a very bad situation. We suffered from it. It gets uh, the, the other person to be able to manage my expectations as a customer.
0: All right. So then domain expertise. I think that one is like easier. You could just basically look at the resume and see if they worked in that industry, sat in the customer's seat. Ever
1: Correct. But at the same time, you could, again, if they are very good at what they do, but maybe I would not ask them a technical questions or questions specific about their domain of expertise, but I'll ask how they use their domain of expertise working with customers. So I said, there could be consultants come from some kind of consultancy role, how they brought their proficiency and expertise. Give me example how you were helpful or valuable to the customer. Another question is, okay, there were some challenges. Always challenges, even if you're a consultant. What kind of challenges you ran into? Were you in a situation where you had to talk to two different stakeholders and each one of them had a different agenda? And how did you manage that? So there are a lot of soft skills involved as well, besides the technical, the domain expertise that you can check to see that this guy or this lady are, it's not the Wild West in terms of throwing a lot of things on the customer and expecting them to manage everything.
0: How do you test for? their ability to articulate value to customers?
1: It's a good question because, you know, initially I would say, okay, let's take my product and see how they can explain it, but maybe they don't know it enough. So it's one option. You can tell them, search our our website, search our use cases. How would you describe our value? That's one option. The other option is take their experience, especially if they were domain experts or consultants, which company worked for, what kind of product did you implement, what kind of service you implemented. Now explain to me why it was unique and why it was valuable to your uh, customers.
0: Well, I do notice that the technical expertise is missing from your profiles. Is your type of product that your company sells does not require deep technical expertise?
1: It does. From my perspective, the technical experience comes, and maybe it's not highlighted in everything I said so far, but it does come up under domain expertise because some of those people, especially in isolate, you had to work and understand virtualization and endpoint operating systems to be considered as a domain expert in cybersecurity, in the technical domains. So it's not just a Kind of business understanding, and the other technical skills can come in the data analytics type of person, especially. But it's not a must. I came, I ran into people who had these technical skills, and some of them didn't. But most of them will come from some kind of domain expertise background.
0: So I think in your world that makes sense. I'll give you an example where I think I might have actually created a fifth profile for technical expertise versus domain expertise. For example, let's say you have a very sophisticated solution that you sell to retailers. So a domain expert would be somebody that understands retail or e-commerce. Actually, most likely they don't come with deep technical expertise, but they understand the customer's language. And then you have to choose how many of those are you going to hire versus the ones that have Deep technical expertise that can do the customization the configuration the really sophisticated configurations without you having to call somebody from r and d from somebody from tier three support you know so that your team is a bit more independent. We call those subject matter experts like the product technical experts within the team.
1: Yes, but by the way, with this model, as I said, is definitely a flexible one. So you can definitely add more profiles. A technical profile in your example is definitely required to actually distinguish between business domain expertise versus technical expertise that is required to configure or to do some integration and so on. So it depends
0: on the industry. If you're come from, you know, if you're sell to engineers, you probably already have the technical expertise if you're a domain expert.
1: So I agree. If I take cybersecurity, for example, or or manufacturing, DevOps uh, solutions. Exactly. The people that will go will come to this world inherently have some technical knowledge and technical expertise that you can verify. I agree that selling to retailers, e-commerce side, insurance
0: customer success i
1: mean (laughs) customer success those domains yes require significant business and understanding and then the technical aspects needs to be to come on top
0: yeah i mean even it really depends on which role are you selling into when you sell to a role that's already an engineering role it doesn't even have to do with the industry i want to correct myself too then probably your domain expert is your technical expert Somebody may say not, you know, not always, but let's say that it does. If you're selling to any department, any team that's not technical, you're going to have to have hired for both profiles, more likely to just be scalable. It's not unheard of to find somebody that has both consultative skills, domain expertise, and really deep technical expertise, but it's very hard. So it's not a scalable model.
1: I agree. I think eventually this framework, I built it just to handle the challenge of recruitment and adapt it to my world, which was cybersecurity in recent years. But I think it's more of a mindset for CS leaders to understand that you can, it's not about settling down for less qualified people, but just look at it or the recruitment challenge from a different perspective by using different profiles and matching it to your requirements. And that will help you, of course.
0: One last tip, Guy, where do you go post about new jobs. Can you share any tips or, you know, how do you find these rare jams besides indeed.com and linkedin.com?
1: LinkedIn is definitely the usual suspect because it's a professional community and you also ask other people in your company to help with promoting. So you get a meaningful impact. I can say that with those two people that I mentioned before, not even headhunters, just when thinking about those profiles, then you, you ask at least the management team, you ask friends, use your own private network. You can use headhunters. I'm not saying you can't, but it's not necessarily easy because they need to understand this framework. So you can understand, the explain the framework and then uh, let them help you with uh, finding those people. And you can fine tune, you know, what kind of profiles you look for. But my experience was that mainly use your own private network, use knowledge of other people and look for them. But it's not scalable. I agree. This is not necessarily the best practice.
0: Guy, thank you very much. This was a fascinating discussion. I love that you put it in a framework because I do agree that most executives don't think in that perspective they're just thinking what is the customer success manager's job description that i have and then let's let's give it to the hr department and let's hire for those but i think it's really you should take a pause after each hire and say okay this particular hire or all the hires that i've done already where do they sit in this framework? What kind of profiles do I already have? What profile am I missing? And then try to shoot for that one and make, make it known. You know, we're looking for a CSM, like has strong suits of data in data analysis, or that's a really good in negotiating skills, or is really good at project management because that's the piece that's missing. Guy, any other tips or advice or resources that you would like to recommend to others to get better at hiring customer success managers or just becoming a better CS executive.
1: Let's say this framework was based on, you know, my experience, but I read a lot about onboarding, you know, generally about onboarding new employees, not necessarily customer success. So, I do recommend for customer success uh, leaders and executives who are managing team is also to expand their horizon and and understand what are the best practices of recruiting and onboarding. There's a full life cycle. I call it the CSM journey, like customer journey that uh, we walk through when we recruit, onboard, train, and eventually develop their careers. So all this process is not happening on its own. You need to, to be mindful of that. Generally, make sure you are in the best position to understand what your team looks like, what your team needs, what your business as a vendor needs, and just break it down to meaningful profiles that you can later use in recruiting in building the, the right mix in your team and so on.
0: Guy, thank you so much for joining us today.